Sports stories from the 419 in Northwest Ohio brought to you by A Voice You Know. It's time to go around the area and around the Hearn. Good evening. Welcome to a jam-packed episode here of Around the Hearn. A lot of things to get to. A lot of teams ranked in a lot of the area polls and the state polls. The drawing for football just came out. And the head coach of the Ottawa Big Green, undefeated, by the way, I must add, at this point before a big Friday night matchup with Miller City. Not state ranked. Kind of a joke as far as the state polls go. But Dustin Marquardt is the guest for this week's show, and uh, we'll talk about a lot about Audeville boys soccer. Got to see them in action a couple of days ago. Was really impressed with what they did on a terrible weather day all on the grass out there at OVHS. But he's got a great program, and he's got a terrific goalkeeper that we'll talk about in Caden Trentman as well. But looking at high school football this week, big, big week. Week number six, the final week of the regular season. Some teams getting ready, trying to get themselves in playoff form. Some teams opted out of the playoffs. I think there were 30 or 40 of the 700-plus schools in the state of Ohio that decided not to talk about all the teams that are in action here in just a second give you their matchups through the first two weekends. Kind of a different thing this year, too, because you get a bye in the first round if you're one of the top six or eight, depending on how big your region is, teams. Friday Night Football this week, the Battle of Grand Lake on K94. I'm excited. St. Mary's takes on Salina. That is always a terrific matchup. Got to talk to Doug Fry, the head coach at St. Mary's, and he's ready. His team's ready. Missing one of their big guns in Braden Hemelgarn, and my uh, thoughts and prayers go out to him on the uh, season-ending injury that he suffered last week. Just a, kind of a freak play from what I'm told, and uh, he's recovering, though, and doing well. So thinking of him. Rough Riders, week one playoff opponent has been announced. They will host Greenville in the playoffs. And if they win that matchup, they'll get a uh, Vandalia Butler squad or a Franklin squad they've met twice in the playoffs in the last five years. Uh, Rough Riders, an eight seed, and would get at least two home games, possibly a third, before they would have to go on the road in week four of the playoffs uh, if they were to continue to win. Taking a look at the Western Buckeye League first. Most interesting matchup outside of, obviously, St. Mary's on the local scene is Shawnee hosting Wampak. Those teams played to a 9-7 Shawnee win a couple of weeks ago. That will be interesting on uh, the turf, or the grass, I should say, there at Shawnee Field. Winner of that takes on Hamilton Baden. Elida hosts Monroe. Winner gets Hamilton Ross. Salida gets Dayton Carroll coming to town to take on... uh, the uh, Bulldogs, after however the Battle of Grand Lake turns out this week, they'll either go in at 4-2 and two or 3-3. Three and three. Winner of that one is going to be on the road. And I know folks in the area are probably tired of hearing this, but Trotwood Madison waits in the wings. Kenton gets a bye. They'll host either Ontario or Vermilion. That'll be a Saturday night game on the 17th. Van Wert as well with a bye, one of three Western Buckeye League teams that got one. They'll host either Sandusky Perkins or Port Clinton. On Saturday the 17th, Ottawa Glandorf rounds out that list as the Titans will host either Orville or Fairview. And Fairview Park, by the way, is out near Cleveland. So if uh, Fairview's got to come a long way to uh, take on that one if it is indeed them. Orville's not exactly close either. Bath hosts Swanton on uh, the uh, 10th. The winner of that one takes on Northwestern and Defiance. 
gets another Cleveland team out of the uh, Cleveland area, Bay Village Bay. The winner of that takes on Bowling Green. Division two, Finley goes to the Dayton area to take on Springboro. If they win, they get either Dublin Kaufman or Beaver Creek. And Lima Senior goes to uh, the Cincinnati area to take on Harrison. Winner plays Piqua. Division five, Liberty Benton awaits the winner of either Elmwood or Lakota on the 17th. Division six, top-ranked Coldwater will be home for all the first four rounds, maybe into the fifth, if they continue to win as a top seed at Cavalier Stadium. They get National Trail or Triad on the 17th. Fort Recovery takes on Fairbanks on the 17th. They will play host to Fairbanks. Anna or Miami East, the winner of that game on the 10th, will take on West Jefferson on the 17th. And the Battle of the Wildcats. It'll be Minster taking on Delvis Jefferson. On the 10th, the winner goes to take on Allen East on the turf on the 17th. Division 7, a team I saw last week and just looked absolutely phenomenal. Lemel Central Catholic put 51 on Lipsick in a game at the stadium last weekend. They get a bye. They wait either Delvis St. John's or Harden Northern. On the 16th, all these games are uh, Friday night games. Pandora Gamboa takes on Corey Rawson. That'll be on Z Sports Live. The winner of that one gets Mohawk or Ridgedale. Crestview and North Baltimore will tangle with a winner taking on Tiffin Calvert. Macomb and Upper Sayota Valley. Winner goes to Spencerville as the Bearcats pick up a bye. That game on the 16th can be heard on Z Sports 3. Arlington against the winner of Arcadia and Eden. Lipsick has a bye. They'll await Waynesfield, Goshen, and Antwerp. Perry and Edgerton, or Perry and Ayersville, one of the two with Trevor wins the Edgerton-Ayersville game. Patrick Henry will take on Van Lu. Winner of that one will get Hopewell-Loudon. And then the opposite side of the bracket, the max side of the bracket. Number one, Marion Local will take on either Cedarville or Mississinawa Valley. That's a uh, team in Mississinawa Valley that Marion Local beat pretty handily on their way to state last year at home. Fort Lorimer gets the Troy Christian Ridgemont winner on the 16th. New Bremen will take on either Lehman Catholic or Southeastern on the 16th, and St. Henry and Grove City Christian each with a bye on the bottom side will battle one another on the 16th. Turning to some soccer news, Bell Fountain's goalkeeper Ryan Johnson broke the school's career shutout record, his 21st, and his team's 3-0 win over Graham yesterday. Shawnee boys keep on keeping on. Beat Ottawa Glendor 5-0. They are 5-0 now as well. Sitting on the top half of the Western Buckeye League. Turning it to golf. This is going to take a while. A lot of great golf teams in the area the last week or so. Coldwater, St. Henry, and Fort Recovery. Their girls all advance to the districts. Lima Central Catholic girls win the D2 sectional yesterday at Moose Landing Country Club. Mary Kelly Mulcahy with the individual win. Shot a 69. Her two sisters as well did shoot a terrific matchup as well. Four recovery girls. Shout out to them. First ever trip as a team to the district level. And I know wherever he's at, his coach and his dad and Coach Brandt. Shout out to Kevin and his son, Mason at Lipsick. Qualified as an individual for the D3 districts next week. Shot a 76. 
His team finished one shot away from qualifying with a 369. Gladys Ryan Clausing put a 71 on the board, medaled his team out to the sectional title and the individual title. They'll be in the district level with Audeville and Wayne Trace. Vanwert's Evan Niddle shot an 83. He's going to districts. Grove Golf, led by Owen Mackey's 83, finished fourth at Colonial. He advances, but the team finished a couple of shots out from doing so. Britton Hall from Bath is going to district play, along with the Allen East golf team. They won and are headed to Bowling Green. Outshots Pandora Gabo by nine shots. Zach Miller finishes first overall with a 73. Kenny Lovett from Bath finished second today, and we'll move on to the districts as well. And the Ottawa Glendorf golf team, third at Moose Landing Country Club, behind LB and Brian. They'll go to districts as well. One area across country notes, Columbus Grove. Their team ranked third in the coaches' poll this week. Speaking of polls, volleyball polls as number one, Ottawa Glendorf in Division Three. Titans are getting ready to take on Shawnee here in just a few over on WZOQ Radio If as I tape this. Just shy of the uh, 6 o'clock hour. Getting ready for some soccer on Z Sports 3 with Lehman Catholic and Spencerville under what could be better conditions. But we'll see how that goes. It was raining when I came in. But the Titans now 4,003 days as they take on Shawnee since they've last lost at home in the Western Buckeye League. Liberty Benton ranks 7th, Coldwater 17th. Division 4, New Bremen still number 1. New Knoxville up a spot to 3. Fort Laramie, Fort Recovery tied at four. Marion Local, five. Lincoln View, eight. St. Henry and Rushi tied in ninth. Lipsick, 13th. Jackson Center, number 16. Soccer polls. Two teams in the uh, boys' polls. Shawnee and Bluffton, number 11 for Shawnee in D2. Number three for uh, Bluffton in D3. The Bath Girls ranked number six in Division Two. St. Mary's boys were ranked as well, but they lost three out to New Elida the other night. Anna is number eight in Division Three, and Liberty Benton, number ten in Division Three. That's the news and notes portion of the show. A little bit longer because, again, having a lot of success here in Northwest Ohio. When to come back? It'll be Audible Boys Soccer Coach Justin Marquardt who will join this show and talk all about the undefeated Big Green here on Around the Hearn. Danny the Dealmaker, are you ready? Ready for what, Eric? Brand new cars and trucks are rolling into Lee Kitzel Chevy Buick GMC again. That's great, because we need pre-owned trades big time. Yep, Danny, have I mentioned lately how much respect I have for this country? Not in the last five minutes. Even the virus can't keep us down. GM workers are back strong and building the best there is. We're here proud to represent the greatest products on American Road, Chevy, Buick, and GMC. And I love how so many of us in the area have remained positive, helping each other and staying the course. No matter how long this situation takes to resolve itself, please keep this in mind. Lee Kinsel GM Sales and Service has been around for 50 years, and will be around for another 50 years. Wherever you're listening, you're always welcome here in Van Wert. At Kinsel's, it's all about clear, easy-to-understand deals, best quality pre-owned vehicles, top-of-the-line financing, and world-class service. See us online at LeeKinsel.com. Call 866-LEE-KINSEL. Better yet, stop in at 650 West Durban Road in Van Wert. Thank you for finding new roads to help us rebuild the American economy. Tony's on Main Street in Ottawa, home of the Titan Burger, and if you're really hungry, the Cow Tipper. Tony's grounds their hamburger meat each day. Each patty is fresh and never frozen and not cooked until you order it. Don't forget to add some of the great sides like French fries, pickle fries, and their great breaded mushrooms. 
While you're there, you can't forget to get some of their great ice cream, ice cream treats, and frozen yogurt. Tony's on Main Street in Ottawa, making burger history since 1962. Talking high school soccer now, Audeville off to an 11-0 start in their head coach and Dustin Marquardt, happy to join us now and got to see your team yesterday perform well in a 5-0 win against Temple Christian, but it just keeps going. Rivalry night on Friday Night Football with Miller City this week. That'll be a fascinating matchup. Uh, yeah, we uh, like I said, now that we're past this game on Monday, um, we're looking ahead to that game now and you know, every league game is always going to be a battle. Um, you know, both teams know each other so well. You know, you play each other consistently and, uh, in, you know, and whatnot. So this this uh, game is definitely going to be a very, very important one for us. Uh, it's one that, uh, you know, we got to get the kids, uh, you know, geared up for. And uh, hopefully uh, they're, they're ready on Friday. I've seen both teams and what kind of uh, makes me wish I was able to see this game is, such a contrast in styles and that they want to kind of try to wear you down, kind of grind you down, but you guys want the Ricky Bobby theory. You just want to play fast, and you've got speed for days, uh, outscoring opponents 46-5, to which is a ridiculous number, by the way, but it's a lot of uh, a couple of big wins. You don't really sneak up on anybody. You just come out from the beginning and try to get your goals early. Yeah, the the main mindset is uh, because we can possess the ball so well, and we have guys that we kind of come off the bench. Sometimes I feel like we don't miss a beat. The goal is to really go at them hard and set the tone early. Um, you know, we've done that uh, frequently with a lot of teams this year, where we can score early. Now, I know, for instance, yesterday was a prime example where sometimes we're knocking on the door very early, like yesterday, two minutes in. We had, uh, I mean, two shots that right away should have been probably in the net. But um, sometimes, you know, it takes that one goal to get the, the, the team going. And yesterday was another prime example where it took, you know, 10, 15 minutes or so to finally get that one in. And then, it didn't, you know, and then we, we kept going and going and going. So, yeah, the, the mindset definitely is to set the tone early. And that way you can frustrate teams and, and get them down uh, playing from behind early. It's crazy, too, because I think I had 25 to 4 or 5 or something like that in terms of shots where you would get possessions that would have 1, 2, or 3 shots. And there was one that I remember that was kind of a how did that not go in, a shot from the right side. It hit the post behind the goalkeeper, and it hit so hard that it ended up playing across to the other sideline. I... Don't know if I've seen that because it actually hit on the inside, and I can't figure out how that shot didn't go in. Yeah, it's a good question, you know. And uh, there's a lot of those that uh, kind of happened this year where you know the kid makes a great shot, and somehow for some way it just doesn't go in. But uh, you know, you just got to tell the kid, you know, keep keep working hard. Um, you know, sometimes depending on the spin of the ball, it may factor in why it doesn't go in. But uh, there was a couple of them hit the post there that you don't know why exactly it didn't go in. But the uh, main thing is they keep uh, shooting at the, at the net there and then hope that it'll um, go their way next time. You've had the last uh, about 14 days, a couple of really big games, beat Continental 2-1 at home. It's the only goal you've allowed at home all year, beat Salina and uh, kind of a replacement team that we talked about before this, but a very good team. What did you learn about your team and kind of the composition of your young guys and your older guys in those two matchups? 
Um, well, to start, the funny thing is the one goal we have allowed at our place was actually scored by us. <laughs> it was a home goal. So, um, the, you know, to put all jokes aside there, though, but um, we uh, we knew what we were going up against, and uh, we uh, we knew that these were going to be some big-time tests for us um, to see what we're made of. And, uh, you know, we didn't disappoint really at all. Uh, I thought the energy was there um, on both sides of the ball. Um, you know, our, our overall, like I said, these guys have been playing well, and I felt like we've got, you know, the, you know, the best from the other team as well. Um, but, you know, this, like I said, these, these two games, back-to-back two for, for that matter, was going to really test us. And uh, we obviously didn't disappoint, you know, in my mind. So hopefully we can continue the trend here in our next couple games. What seems to be such a big thing for you, and we've talked about depth obviously already, but any given night it can be any different kid. Last night Trey Landwehr goes in. He's only got two goals on the year, but in a span of a minute and a half he puts two in. Just how important is that to to be able to look at all of those kids and say, all right, you know that any night you might not play a lot on game A, but game B, you could be who wins this game for us and get them to buy into it. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> Trey's a good example. He's a, one of our starting forwards, and he, he pushes out to outside mid at times too. So um, he's a guy that uh, we were really trying to get going. He only had two goals heading into this game, and um, the – or I'm sorry, uh, yeah, two goals heading into this game. And, you know, we wanted to try to get him going. And, uh, you know, like you said, any given night, you know, a player like his caliber can go off and, and put two in the back of the net. Um, you know, we, we obviously have our guy, Will, who's our league scorer, but I look down the list here and, you know, we got guys that on any given night could put in a couple goals um, if, if allowed. So that is a nice feature to have um, where we don't have one guy that we have to consistently rely on. Makes it harder, I would think, for opposing coaches and opposing defenses to you can't just shut down one lane and beat Audeville. You've got to be good in every facet. Yeah, correct. I mean, we've had guys. Uh, we have we've had teams um, try to man mark double down on uh, on Will, and for obvious reasons, because he's our main goal scorer this year. But uh, really, that kind of plays into our favor because we have guys outside of him that, in my opinion, you know can be equally as productive and they have shown that. So um, when, you know, we, we get Will kind of in a battle with uh, the other team's defense, we got other guys that step right up and take care of that, putting, taking the pressure off them. So, you know, that is definitely a nice uh, addition to have and what has made us uh, successful this year. I'm sure that someone will text me and argue about this, but for my money, you have the best goalkeeper in the area in terms of overall game and Caden Trentman, because every time I've watched him from the last couple of years and just sort of how he's grown last night, I don't know how you scored this, but last night he had an assist on a ball that essentially set up a goal. The fact that he is able to kick the ball the entire length of the field at any given time mm-hmm. is just a tremendous weapon to set defense to offense that quickly. Yeah, he, he is, I think, without a doubt, um, the most underappreciated uh, goalkeeper probably in the area. Um, he's a four-year starter, and um, the thing about it is, too, and he doesn't get the recognition because he doesn't have a lot of saves um, this year. I mean, I think he's got under 30 saves. He's got 24, yeah. That, yeah, so that's, that's more of a, because of how well our midfield and our defense is playing. We don't allow a lot of shots 
during game. I mean, against a really good Salina team, we only allowed one shot, and that's a really good Salina team. Um, they and that they can score, but so you know, we we don't allow a lot of shots. Now that that does kind of not work into Caden's favor too, because a lot of these people they they look at saves and and this and that, and you know, it's that's uh, the under you know appreciated thing about him is you know he doesn't get the recognition, and he, he's a really good goalkeeper, like I said, and then on top of how far he can kick the ball, but I think he could probably just uh, chuck the ball as far as he can almost kick it, too. I mean, he's that's a great addition to have. It's what helps us um, get the ball up and down the field quickly, too, is because, you know, you got your team, the, the the opposing offense, you know, they're pushed up the field. They get a shot on goal. King grabs it, and he's going the other way with it. And, and, and next thing you know, you got your forwards and midfield going up against their defense right away. So, that's a great feature to have, and um, you know, hopefully, he gets the recognition uh, later this season that he deserves. I don't know that this is a hundred percent, but I'm pretty sure I counted. He has 35 shutouts as a four-year starter. I mean, find me another goalkeeper in the area that has a four-year starting resume that includes almost an average of 10 shutouts a year, and you're not even done with this season. Yeah, that is an interesting stat. I didn't go back that far, but I know last year we had like 13 shutouts, if I'm correct. And then this year alone, we got eight so far. So, you know, that that's definitely already, you know, half, if over half of what you just mentioned. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, that's, that's a big thing to have there on his resume. And that's, like I said, hopefully um, he gets the recognition um, later this season that he deserves because, you know, he's, he doesn't have the, the mind-boggling stats on saves that, you know, a lot of keepers that get voted over him have. But he, you know, when the ball does come at him, he's a very mobile, very athletic keeper. And, and he's very intelligent, too, uh, you know, and he has to be for being a four-year starter. So, um, yeah, he's he's been a very big help for us so far. Yeah, his first two years he had 14 shutouts. But you talked about recognition, and this is something I, I asked you jokingly about yesterday not ranked in the state polls, and I think it's a crime at 11-0. It obviously doesn't mean anything outside of uh, the newspapers and, and the internet, but in your locker room, I know that, you know, yes, the, the kids would like to be ranked, but it just kind of goes to show it. maybe people aren't branching out and seeing as much good soccer, I think, across the state as they could be. Yeah, I mean, uh, last year we started, uh, I think, what was it, 13-0, and 12 and 0, 13 and 0, we started. And, uh, you know, rightfully so. I thought, you know, we didn't get recognized quite a bit there, but, um, and that's understandable. But this year, you know, again, we're back to a great, great, strong start here. Um, but we don't really let that get to our minds too much because we understand that we kind of just use it as motivation more than anything. Um, you know, it's, it's sometimes about who you play. I mean, uh, you know, the, the teams that are ranked right now, you know, we don't obviously have played them yet but we got some good matchups coming up here uh riverdale at the end of the season who is another team that i don't think really gets recognized on a on a yearly basis last couple of years here but uh you know i look at bluffton last year i don't think they were ranked at all last year and before they went they went to the state semis now i'm by all means not even considering that at this point but what i'm saying is is you just can't let the rankings get the best of you. i know the kids want to be rec- you know recognized and and, you know, known for what they're do, able to do. But I said, you know, the, the local area coaches, they know. Um, and all you got to do is, like I said, you got to continue playing strong and uh, just use it as motivation. And uh, it would be nice to see more teams around here get recognized. But, 
at this point, you just have to, you know, do your job and, and, and keep playing the games. You've got five matchups left before you go and start the tournament in what is just such an odd year, but what do you have to work on as a, as a coaching staff or as a team before the tournament between now and then to get ready to try to make a long run? Uh, motivation is, is the key. Um, that is that is the one thing that I push more than anything. And, it, and, and I go back to, you know, some of these kids, and the other sports that they play. Um, it, it's all about, you know, getting geared up, staying motivated. Obviously, we haven't lost yet, and we can't let that get to the kids' heads. You know, we got to keep being motivated. You know, last year we, we had a good year, but it was cut short in the district finals. Uh, the year before, I thought we had a good season towards the end. It got cut short the sectional finals. So, I, I and all this has a lot to do with, you know, lack of motivation uh you know once we get to that tournament i feel like some of some sometimes these kids they just they aren't they aren't there mentally and they don't give that full energy that full effort so it's a constant you know reminder each and every game that you guys you know have to get geared up for this game you have to get geared up for the next and so on so motivation beyond anything else is um the most important thing for us i would imagine just kind of jumping ahead just a little bit that October 9th, you don't need any extra motivation to give the kids in terms of Rudy's speeches or anything like that just because you could just look at him and say, remember the two times how you felt last year when Kaleida beat us. Let's make them feel that. Yes, uh, they, they obviously, if you will, uh, is one of our bigger rivals, um, you know, in a, on a consistent basis and in a lot of sports that we play. And this has always been a big game for us no matter, you know, you know what each team is um obviously we're having a good season and we want to continue it you know continue it rolling so we're definitely going to use extra motivation um you know especially because we're going to be playing over there um i you know i keep preaching over and over i separate treat each game as it is first and then we're going to worry about the net, net, that game when it comes up but you know beyond all that i mean yeah you, we got to be extra motivated for that game no matter what happens because it's a league game it's Kaleida. You know, we have to be extremely motivated and come ready to play because I know they're going to be so. Well, and especially because you can draw your only two losses a season, both games come down to one shot. Mm-hmm. Just kind of yeah. a, an extra, you know, if we'd have made one play. Yeah, that's why, you know, in a lot of these games where, you know, we're not finishing or how we're supposed to or if our defense make the bad touch. I keep preaching. I said, you know, in some games, you're not going to get all these extra touches or these extra chances on goal. So you have to take advantage of every opportunity that is given to you. I mean, by all means, you can't be a perfect team, but you have to understand that that's not always going to be there. You know, we've had a lot of, we had a lot of chances yesterday. That's not going to always be there in their next game. So we definitely have to take advantage of the opportunities that are given to us and, that's the only way that it's going to make us a better team. Well, I can tell you I enjoyed being able to cover your team yesterday. I love coming to Audeville and seeing how people react to a soccer. And even in the socially distanced era with the crowds, they were into it last night, and I know they will be on Friday night when you take on Miller City. Yeah, we've we've had a pretty good following despite a lot of the restrictions going on. And the weather. Um, with, in the weather. I mean, the weather was not that good at all yesterday, and, we still had a pretty decent following. Um, 
but yeah, no, I credit credit to uh, the the parents and the close relatives that are able to to go to the games. They they've been extremely helpful and and keeping us motivated to continue playing well. But um, yeah, so I mean, it's like I said, they they help us, and we hopefully can uh, continue to uh, impress. Well, don't tell Kevin Dottering I said it, but good luck to you guys on Friday night. Yeah, thanks. No problem. I will let, I'm not allowed or any more Miller City games, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've been banned. They haven't won enough is what he told me. Well, then you definitely need to show up <laughs> right. then this Friday. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll see what I can do. But uh, good luck to you and the boys the rest of the season. All right. Yeah, thank you, sir. Thanks for uh, covering us, and, and thanks for everything you do. Happy to do it. That's Coach Marquardt talking about Audible Soccer. From classic weddings to corporate galas and seasonal parties, Vaughn's Place serves all type of events. Make your social affair the talk of the town with their one-of-a-kind catering services. Vaughn's Place sets themselves apart by mixing creative thinking and colorful ideas with the finest culinary ingredients. Don't forget to check out their website at vaughnsplace.net or contact them for details on your event center rental or event catering. That's Vaughn's Place at 419-453-4227 in Audeville and online at vaughnsplace.net. This Friday night, the Battle of Grand Lake hits the airwaves at 6.15 with a pregame and 7 o'clock with a kickoff. The very last week of the regular season sees the 3-2 Rough Riders play host to the 3-2 Salina Bulldogs. One final tune-up before the playoffs start. Hear the Battle of Grand Lake this Friday night right here on K94, your home for Rough Rider football. Are you in Spencerville and looking for a place to eat before the Bearcats play? Well then, head to my place, 128 North Broadway, for deep-fried mushrooms, chili cheese fries, the best pie around, and soup of the day. If you're in a hurry and just want to order some to go, you can give Doug and his staff a call at 419-647-4062, and they'll have it ready for you. My Place Restaurant at 128 North Broadway in Spencerville, a proud supporter of Bearcat Athletics. And a big thanks to all the folks who... uh support this show and help make it possible from an advertiser standpoint. A lot of great people uh, part of this show and a lot of great games coming up this week. You can find the calendar for the stuff uh, I and Nate Stidham and Dave Bonnet-Signa and Kevin Peel are doing on zsportslive.com. Got high school football the next couple of weeks as well and uh, just a a lot of tremendous things that are uh, taking place. Uh, Check out michaelhearn.com as well. Recaps and previews of stuff. Going on, thanks to Dustin Marquardt for coming on the show and talking all things Audeville soccer back next week with a preview of the playoffs and more guests here on Around the Hearn. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of Around the Hearn. Come back next week for more local stories from the NWO. But until then, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Michael Hearn PBP for more great area content.